think always a way with time where you end up not getting things done is where you worry about how much you've got to do mm. because then you actually spend more time worrying about it than doing it. Mm. So if the, if you have a strategy and, and a, a priority list and then again you're flexible enough to be able to, to, to mm. say right oh could you take this then you, you get stuff done. This is the Paul Goff audio experience whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist or a physiotherapist and wherever you are listening to this right now this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening it means the absolute world to me. Good morning, Pulse Peeps. It's Caitlin here, and I help members of the Paul Goff community be successful using our products and services. And I'm excited to bring you this episode of the Paul Goff Audio Experience. In this Flashback Friday, we're going back to one of Paul's UK masterminds in Hartlepool, where mastermind attendees are able to ask his physio room staff any questions that happen to be on their mind. Tune in as you will hear them cover the hiring and onboarding process of a new physio, how the team best manages their time, and how they handle potential drop-offs and reschedules. If you like this episode and wonder, what else can I learn from Paul? You're in luck. He has written three best-selling books for physical therapists to help them with their marketing, sales, and hiring problems. Just head to paulgoffbooks.com to place your order or email me at paul at paulgoff.com and I'd love to help you grow your practice. That's all I have for you today and I hope you enjoy. The big thing when the big thing when you're working with lots of different practitioners is that the um, the treatment techniques need to be quite similar. Mm. So that 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 can sometimes be a little bit difficult when you're introducing new people into the into the practice. That's where Wednesday comes in helpful for us because we'll go through treatment techniques, we'll go through the wording of an assessment, we'll we'll go through all of this. So there's not a massive difference because people always pick up on the differences in the practitioners. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, well, that pressure was like a little bit different. Oh, I felt a lot worse after that session. It was really sore. Um, and you don't want to constantly be having to diffuse that when you first see the patient the next time. So as long as, I mean, obviously, obviously we need to be autonomous, but we also need that consistency. Um, and then when we get that, I mean, we've, we've all recently introduced quite a, new, like a few new therapists in, into the practice. And that is something that we're working on. At the, at the moment. It's important as well in that we always, and Paul's always said it, it's trying to have people in the pipeline. So mm -hmm. in terms of you'll have people coming in for work experience mm -hmm. or, or different things. And uh, one of the members of staff who, who's just recently, uh, well, more recently started has been around us a long time. She's done countless different work, work experiences while she was at university. She, she was already pretty much ingrained into the place before she started. So it meant that her then going on the diary was a hell of a lot easier than bringing someone completely fresh in mm -hmm. who doesn't have an idea. So mm -hmm. for, for her, obviously it, it makes our job easier mm -hmm. in terms of training wise on a Wednesday, going through stuff because she, she'd already been with us for quite a long time. So you tend to get that yeah. where um, when, when we have that time set aside a week where so, uh, in terms of training, mm -hmm. If if we had somebody coming for work experience and they said, oh well, would you mind just come? Uh, would you mind me coming in 
to do the training with you, that's fine by us because the more, obviously within limits, <laughs> maybe not mm. 25 of us, <laughs> but the more the merrier because the, the more, again, for, for even from our point of view, the more opinions we have on something, the better. That's the whole mm. point with the multi-therapist approach. It's, it's well, six um, experts or six I, uh, ideas mm. is better than, or five is better than one. So um, sometimes the analogy or, or the way that we look at it is well, if you were going in for surgery tomorrow, would you rather have one consultant looking at it or five? You'd probably pick five specialists because you'd feel a little bit safer knowing that, again, there's always human error in everything. So the more the more opinions that we have on something, the better. So yeah, in terms of recruitment, the recruitment side of it and people coming into that system, if they're already in the pipeline, it makes a massive difference. Have you noticed that, sorry, no? Is that a deliberate um, sort of process that you have um, started from the beginning with somebody that's coming in doing work experience and going through the university as well, your university course and then coming back into this is that on purpose or was that just how it happened or do you tend to actually focus on that as a process and who does that might have to ask paul yeah. <laughs> yeah. if it was from the beginning yeah uh, but it's something that definitely it still happens now and i know from from when uh, that's how i first started i was i was still doing um i was i was grad i was uh, graduated but I was still doing a, another degree and came for some experience in terms of to get in, in ingrained in the place and within um, I had a conversation with Paul in terms of well it, it, again he, he might have used the same sort of wording of, of he always likes to have people in the pipeline um, and if you stick around there might be something around. and I was fortunate enough that I got an opportunity out at the end of it and within a few months I was uh, practically full well stuck <laughs> yeah, very busy. Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, and, and that's that, that's a way that has happened with a lot of members of staff that have come in. Um, that that we have that system, but uh, yeah, you'd have to ask ask Paul whether that's yeah. something he's he's really had in place. <laughs> it's know. quite it's just quite hard to hit the ground running, you know, if it's someone that's never been around the business before. And if you are ever in a situation where you're down on staff and you need someone else, it's, it's a constant battle of trying to get your ideology across them, how you explain things to patients, because there's always that conflict. Most people would be like, no, I don't, you know, well, I've never done it like that before. They need to be open to that, to that change. They need to be open to the way that we work in here. And I think generally, generally people have been, haven't they really? But some people haven't and then they leave. You know, but that's what you want. Yeah, that's what you want to happen. You don't want someone not buying into something that you know works well. Um, but then it's it's the training, it's the techniques, it's the discussion. I think the hardest thing is the communication because everyone thinks they're a great communicator all the time. So they'll they'll begrudge you telling them how to talk, like they re like they really will a lot of the time. Some people are alright with it, but most people will be like, well. I don't like, to, why would I say that? I, I always have a good conversation, but then when you actually listen to the conversation in there, like it's, it's kind of nowhere near what it needs to be, you know, and, and there's, yeah, it's like unbelievable. Like that's, that would be a big thing, like observing, like if it's a new person starting, observing as uncomfortable as it's going to be for them, they kind of need to be open to that, because that's hot the only seats. way. Hot seats, we do hot seats in here where uh, you'd be sat in the chair, uh, one person's playing the patient, and then we're, um, and one person's playing the, uh, the the actual physio, and then you'll you've got people around, and then we stop it whenever we think there's something wrong. You've missed an opportunity. You can let them vent for like kind of part of the script, 
um, see how see how it goes. Take notes when you're going through, and um, what they could have worded differently, how they could have responded differently, and it's horrible like, if you're in in the hot seat, but you learn a hell of a lot from it, and that, that's how how we all started. Doing a mock assessment um, with, mm. with what what you look at when you mm. if, as maybe a new starter, as three or four other physios who mm. probably know far more than you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of them being Paul as well. Yeah, yeah. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. But like you, you learn so much from it. You, you, you hate you hate coming in knowing that that's going to happen. But then you know that you're going to learn so much, and you know that uh, patients are going to really patients are going to get better outcomes because of that. Like if you can't convince a patient, you can't show a patient the, the, the value in what you're offering. Then you're always going to be spoken about negatively. They're always going to be like, "Well, I went there for one session, and you know it didn't really help." You, you know, obviously, know it's not going to help after one session. Um, but if you worded things differently, they might have stayed on, you know. So that, that, that's kind of hard. Is it the onboarding process that you guys have? Like X amount of weeks? Um, certain milestones that you want to reach over the course of your three-month period? Yeah, I mean, so. we'd concentrate quite a lot mainly on the communication to start with, and then, and then we'd go on to like the manual treatments and then how to, um, how to have that transition in, uh, from the uh, discussion, even from the front desk. So like one of the first things we'd, we'd go through would be this uh, kind of three-way discussion between the physio as they come out of the treatment room, admin behind the desk and the patient on the, on the sofa. Uh, because a lot, a lot of the time, I don't know whether it's the case for yourselves in your businesses, but I guess it's easy just to come out, call the person's name and then go in. Um, admin make it well aware, like, uh, well aware of what we're doing. If we, ever do, if we ever come out of that treatment room after seeing someone and we don't try and engage in a conversation, and admin will let us know that, they'll say, well, that, that felt uncomfortable. Like, why didn't you? try and get involved we were having a good conversation about Christmas shopping or something like that so we'd come out and they'd try and include us in this conversation so as soon as I come out of that room like I, what I do is I kind of stand there and I put some oil on my hands because I feel a bit uncomfortable if I'm just stood there like that you know just waiting, like looking yeah waiting for my moment so I'll I, I look I'll look like I'm doing something you know and then yeah yeah and then I'll be looking at admin as well and then they'll try and include me in the conversation and we've seen new people come in, haven't we? And that isn't that isn't easy. No. Although it sounds easy, and you think, oh well, yeah, we'll be able to do that. Like it's never. That's always the most difficult thing. And you feel like um, you feel like, come on, look, we need to get into the treatment room and start like doing other things, like the like the scripts. But if that isn't working, then that's the first point of contact. You know, you're, you're onto a loss. Like going forwards from there, if they're not if they're not trusting you. It shows that you're you're happy, you're interested in them as a person. You're getting a bit more information that you can discuss in there as well. But I, I think that's one of the one of the biggest things we we mm. do in here. Um, it shows we talk, doesn't it as well? Yeah. So. Can I ask you something? How do you, how do you deal with the time? Because <laughs> I'm what's very talkative, so talking, talking, patient. Mm. You know, I'm gonna get you know parents, father, mother, sister. How do you organise your time? <laughs> yeah. So we always yeah. So every morning we come in and we deal with the what we class as the most important things first. So it would always be hot, so when people have um, came in Infusionsoft and came through our website, so we constantly get on the phone to them. Um, but I don't know whether you use it the same, but we, even though we're on front desk, we have people out the back, other admin staff. Um, so the person mainly on front desk is just dealing with clients, chatting with them. Um, and then the people out the back are doing all the back end stuff. Like telephone calls will get done out the back. Um, Emily works over in our other clinic, Isra. 
So if we if the phone doesn't get answered here, it automatically goes over to Emily, and she'll get it over there. Um, and the other way around, if we know Emily's on the phone, we'll get it over here. But that person on that front desk is mainly just for the clients. Um, and like you say, I was saying to you guys this morning, last week we had a client came in an hour and 20 minutes earlier for his appointment. <laughs> Literally, it was his second last session. Um, so he feels so comfortable with us, he knows us, we know about him, and he just comes in for a coffee and a chat. Mm -hmm. Now, an hour and 20 minutes out of your time is a long time, but in the business that we do, we deal with everything for that client. Mm -hmm. And how, you mentioned TMC, how do you, do you use that to automate things, or because also how do you know which patient you need to call, or 24 hours later? So it's, it's all on Infusionsoft, really. Um, with our 24-hour callbacks, we just look back over the day um, on the diaries, and then we ring them that way. But do you call patients that they're also booked for an appointment? No. I mean, you only call the 24 hours, only call patients? Oh, no, and then the hots. Yeah, we would ring them. Um, <coughs> and that, that gets done on a morning. Um, we would ring them for an appointment. There's a little bit of time at like the beginning of the day, so you can set everything up and you know what you've got to do before the clinic starts. It's a little bit more tricky in Gisborough because you are on your own as, as mm. admin. You're doing everything that they'd be doing out the back over here and on the front desk. So if Jordan has like an hour's assessment in, then I know that I can get a big chunk of something done while that, that patient's in. Or if I've got a full day of like just 30 minutes in and out, in and out, then it's about just yeah. sharing the load. Mm. Like I might ring over the heart and say, can you take care of the 24 hours today? If I know that there's more people out the back, it's just... We share it out. I think always a way with time where you end up not getting things done is where you worry about how much you've got to do, mm. because then you actually spend more time worrying about it than doing it. Mm. So if the if you have a strategy and and a, a priority list, and then again you're flexible enough to be able to to, to mm. say right, oh could you take this? Or, then. You, you get stuff done, yeah. but if you, because you, everyone does it, you, the occasional day you'll get in and you think, oh, I've got this, 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 and this to do, and 30 minutes later, because you've spent all that time worrying about or, or thinking about how you're going to do it, you end up not doing anything. So, um, I think just having a proper strategy mm -hmm. in your mind of, of how you're going to get on top of it. Um, do you guys do? <coughs> do you guys do much of the 24-hour callback as well? Or is it all admin? Um, mainly admin, really, yeah, isn't it? It's only yeah. if, if only if a client wanted to speak to a therapist, yeah. we would ever pass it over. But it's mainly just admin. Like I said, it's just a, a, a courtesy call just to see whether the, everything was explained. Um, if we feel, like you say, even on that call, if we feel mm, there's something that they're not giving over, we would pass it back to the guys and then they would ring. Like any cancellations, if a client cancels or drops off, drop off a plan, uh, we would never cancel it. We always pass it back to the physios for them to ring um, to see why they want to cancel. Is it, if it, is it something that they haven't explained? Um, so if a client rings up and says, oh, I want to cancel my plan, we would say, oh, I appreciate you wanting to cancel, but we can't cancel it at our end. We would need to pass it to Johnny or Jordan, who we've seen. Then it goes back to them and they would ring up. How did the communication
communication go after the 24 hours call and the end of the sessions? Do you guys keep the communication going mm -hmm. in terms of uh, calling? Yeah, so we do it on the 24 hour call back and then we wouldn't ring again. Obviously, they would just come in for their sessions. Right. And then the only time we would ever ring them again would be, for example, like upsell okay. after their sessions. If they didn't do the up upsell, in the clinic, we would ring them. Or drop off. Or mm -hmm. drop off. Yeah. What if they are gone for like two weeks, holidays and stuff? Um, do you guys still follow up with them? Or if they're not on the diary, do you? Yeah. Mean? Yes. Oh, yeah. So say somebody, um, we would always have a list of um, people. If they're not on the diary, we would follow them up um, to get them booked back in. So say a client has had three over six of their sessions and they've gone away, yeah. um, and they haven't got another appointment booked we would get somebody to ring them um, normally within a week. Yeah, we do try and like prevent that as much as possible though, like say they were recommended six sessions yeah. and we were booking the sessions in. If they say, well, I'll get three in and then I'm going on holiday and I'll book the rest when I'm back, yeah. we kind of try and work around it and say, well, when are you due back? We'll, mm -hmm. we'll try and pencil something in mm -hmm. just because the diaries are so busy, we wouldn't want it to affect your plan of care. Um, and then if anything does pop up, we just explain to them it's absolutely fine if you want to shuffle it around, but it's better to have mm. your plan penciled in at the start. Yeah, you got a question like sometimes like why they're not booking in like after the holiday, like you know, the, uh, have they completely understood the plan that you're advising them on? It's uh, not coming like yeah. Yeah, 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 that that disengagement. So you know, that's what like uh, Becky and Emily were saying. You know, if you get if you get something penciled, you explain to them. You know, the diary's really busy. You know, like. I don't want you to miss out on something that I know you're going to need. Um, I'd, I'd ra we'd rather have something booked in, and you give us a call to rearrange it than, than have nothing. So then you're not like forcing them to book something in, but where they're going to go from that? You know, they've got nothing to lose. They, you know, they either book it in and they're happy to continue with the plan, or they give you a call and, and change it. Okay. So that's the other thing as well. The whole kind of cancellation talk. Like if um, if someone's on the front desk, uh, make sure that admin are never saying cancel because it sounds if someone sat on the desk and you're saying oh well we've just had a cancellation but you know it, it doesn't sound good because then that person who's booking in might be thinking oh well why why have they cancelled if you're saying rearrange then they're thinking oh well you know great well they're obviously still on the plan and fantastic there's a space come available for me that's quite that's quite a kind of big thing isn't it with the wording of it as well that's having that awareness as well of like how what you're saying might be heard by other people that are waiting and you know, it, it doesn't really sound great if it's, if someone's cancelling and people are dropping off. So, same with the physios in there. Like we won't be saying, "Oh yeah, well, we've had a really quiet day today," or "Yeah, I've had plenty of time to catch up with my notes." No. Yeah, not not really, no. Like, yeah, but the, you, honestly, you'd be surprised. Like, you like be so surprised how often that that that, that would happen. You know, when, when we've had new people starting, like that isn't even even isn't even a consideration. But the effects of that, like reverberate and it's it's massive really um it just it just reduces their confidence in what you're offering so well the wording of everything if we have an assessment and and you're saying what you think what well, what the problem is mm. the word i think mm. like again it's something that will just come out of your mouth because mm. you you add words in to fill out sentences mm. but um or i think this might be the problem mm. or it's it's not confident it's not it's it gives them a reason to doubt you. Mm -hmm. So I think all all that sort of uh, all that w wording is is massive mm -hmm. because 
the, the words that they use with people, that you certain things that you would think that they wouldn't cling to, they definitely will. Mm. With the, with a certain type of person, mm. um, definitely. See, when you're like, going into that detail with the importance of language and positive language and avoiding watering down words like I think and, mm. and maybe and, mm. and words of that ilk <coughs> of family, if you like, how do you deal with that in, in your sort of initial onboarding or, or training? Do you, you, you be just do it purely in role play stuff or yeah. do you do it like with supported reading or anything like that? Um, the role plays. The role plays are very good for that because you, you, you st everyone's got these throwaway words that they use as well, which you pick, I can't even remember what mine is. But you, you just, you have these little word, little fillers that you put in. Mine's and obviously. Yeah, obviously, and, you, and you'll find with different people, they have different ones, and then eventually it becomes a bit annoying, you know, when you're listening to someone for quite a while, and the patient will be picking up on that as well. But in t like with physio, you can't, you can't give that guarantee a lot of the time, so, I know it's hard to have that certainty, but like the way you'd word it is you'd be like, well, I'm 99% sure what you've got is this. So you're not having to completely commit and say, yeah, 100% this is the case. Um, and then you're going through the plan. Well, one, one thing mm. we generally noticed uh, was when, when you were listening and you were actively yeah. listening, you, I remember it was ages ago now, but you would go, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it was, Irritating, mm. but but mm. more more importantly, it's almost like it was one of those things of it was just something you were naturally doing as you were yeah. noting down things like that, and and it took away from actually he's listening because he's he's talking over yeah. it. Yeah. So it was just something of, of <laughs> something as tiny as that could make a difference to how much Johnny can take in. So it was like I know it's getting really picky, and and we are probably really picky because mm. we probably pull each other apart most of the time, mm. but. It, little things like that can make a difference in terms of your active listening as well. So, um, but yeah. Like if someone keeps if someone keeps saying obviously to you, you know, all the time, you're like, well, it's not obvious to me, you know. Like, but that that's that's done quite a lot. So like, obviously, your yeah. problem is. Ob yeah, ob obviously this. In the end, it just gets frustrating. It's just it's just having the awareness of that of that. That a lot of people do that. I think everyone in here will will have something like that that they go to when they're not exactly sure what to say. You know, and, and you pick that up in role plays like massively. I think that's probably one of the only ways to do it, really. Um, when we do role plays and we get to a certain point and, and something will happen and you mm -hmm. get the word to start again mm -hmm. and you just want to rip the whole thing up mm -hmm. and stop doing it. But yeah, yeah. it's just, it's go, re going over it, you go over it over and over and over again. And uh, you do, and you start to pick up stuff that you do yourself as well. When you start to, uh, the, the best way I always think in terms of, well, personally anyway, in terms of how I improve my, my own um, language or how I speak is picking it up on other people, which sounds strange, but when you notice in other people, you then notice when you speak certain words or, or fillers that you use and you think, oh, that's really annoying that I'm saying that. And then when you pick up on it, you start to try and stop yourself from saying it. but. Um, yeah, in terms of helping the, the sort of the rest of the team, you then notice it with yourself more. I always think. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com, where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. 
And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.